You are now tuned in from the desk of low. Brought to you by from the Dat Feeling Podcast Network. If you have a dream, go get it. Welcome back from the desk of low. I have with me a very talented producer. He's got a lot of history, and we, you know, we're definitely going to dive into all that. Um, you may know of him from G5GI, or you know, you may know him from Hitler Wears Hermes Fire Production, or you may even know him from his latest release, too. I can't say the name. I'll let my man say it on the phone, though. But I got have with me on the phone, Camouflage Monk. Yo, yo, what's going on? What it is? We're going to say, how are you doing today, sir? Oh, man, can't complain, man. Busy. Super busy day, but, uh, you know, still, still making time to make shit happen, you know? Yeah. Well, I appreciate your time, sir. Um, I always wanted to ask you, to, um, sir, um, you used to be a rapper at first. You went under the alias G5GI, right? Definitely, yes. Definitely did. Um, yes. When did the actual Camouflage Monk alias come into play? I was curious. I love the name, by the way. Oh, uh, Camouflage Monk came into play, like, 2013, pretty much. Like, right at the start, basically, when... Griselda was started. You feel me? That's when Camouflage Monk was started. Okay. okay. Like it was, it was, it was basically created because of that. I just wanted to make sure Westside had the best beats possible. You feel me? So I created an alias of Camouflage Monk to be able to do that, so I didn't have to intertwine the rapping and the producing. I was curious too if you got inspired by like um, a lot of Wu Tang and things like that too, if like a lot of old samurai films too, because that's one hell of a name, Camouflage Monk. Well, see, the crazy thing is like when people think of Camouflage Monk, like they think of like some Japanese monk or like, like you said, like Shaolin type karate shit. But like for me, like I think Camouflage Monk, like man, I view him as like a space invader. You feel me? Who just like roams around in a in a pod and smokes mad weed and just like saves the world through the space, you know. So that's that's what I depict from it, you feel me? But everybody always think it's like a Japanese monk or something like that. Yeah. But that's what that's I'm, not really that I, that's not what I was that's not what I'm going for. And I'm I'm creating a cartoon to kinda get that in a, in line, so people would know officially what camouflage monk is. Okay, I like how you said that too. Um, did you um, start making beats off your PlayStation in 2013, or was that like way before anything? Um, I was all. That's something I was always doing. Like I've been, I've been making beats off the off the generator since pretty much they dropped the generator since it came out. I forget which year it was created. But I ended up getting it like at a flea market or something like that. And my brother, me and my brother just learned it or whatever. But um it was something that I just like always have with me. Like I keep my games with me or whatever. So like I knew what Wes wanted when me and Wes linked, I knew what type of style what he wanted just by just being around him the first couple of weeks. And I wanted to I just basically wanted to do everything that Derringer wasn't so that's what kind of developed that Griselda sound because we was able to have two of like the dopest producers you feel me in the same camp that don't sound the same at all you feel me we was able to create two different lanes of that Griselda sound and create something crazy so that I was just and I was just innovate being innovative and just you know just using my brain and just like Shit, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just make some beats off the motherfucking PlayStation and see how it come out. Like, I did it before. Like, I was I was doing it for a minute. Like, the sound is, like, really dope. So I was like, shit, fuck, let me try it. 
and shit. A lot of the records that's out, you know, they they products of the uh, MTV Music Generator. Oh wow, I was gonna say. And did you learn how to mix and master during that time as well? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely did. Like, I always had my own studio ever since I was like ten. Oh wow, or whatever. Like, um, my mom, um, my mom allowed me to have a studio at the crib, and my pops like bought mad equipment. Like, so like, my mom just wanted me and my friends off the streets as much as possible. You feel me? So like, that gave us something to do all the time so like and I, I i remember building my own computer one summer and then like using that computer to fucking record and you know getting the dog cakewalk and learning cakewalk and that being the start of just me you know becoming an engineer and learning how to engineer and just sitting there with a bowl of cereal every morning and just figuring everything out you know did it catch on really easy or not really um, I would, yeah, I, I would say, uh, very easy because I had like two other people around me at the time too that was just as interested. You feel me? So like, it was nothing but like positive energy to move forward and just to keep figuring shit out and keep pushing the bar and just, you feel me? Proving basically just trying to prove to my brother like, yo, I can do this. Because I remember at a point in time like I didn't even know how to rhyme. Like I was just rapping words and it was sounding terrible. And I really had to just sit and just figure shit out and just learn how to fucking do everything, you know. And then, and with time, you know, it, st- it sticks with you. You figure it out. Yeah, because after you do something for a certain amount of time, it's like okay, so you just you just learn, it's um honing exactly. your craft. That's what it is. Exactly. Um. So I understand too that you always knew West from the streets before he actually was rapping as well. Definitely. Definitely. And then when, as, as, um, that's, when you found out he was rapping, was, did he have that company, Street Entertainment? No, when I found out he was rapping, it was Hitler 1. Oh, wow, yeah, that's a classic. And you got on Hitler 2 and 3, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I heard Hitler 1, like, I was with my bro, OG Soul, and, uh, Billy Esco. We was riding on a 33, which is like a highway in Buffalo whatever that get you through downtown uptown pretty much of the city and they just happened to put the cd on i think it was like a cd mp3 i don't know what they had then whatever they put that shit on i heard that shit i'm like yo this shit sound crazy you feel me and then they told me who it was i'm like okay i, I know who he is what he about or whatever just some street shit or whatever but um um i got an opportunity to move to atlanta and when i moved to atlanta shit i hit him on twitter like man bro shit you feel me? I got my own studio. I'm bringing it down to the A. You feel me? We both from Buffalo. We might as well just stick together. You feel me? Like, he ain't had to hit me back. He ain't had to fucking... He ain't had to say shit at all. You feel me? He could have kept it going. You feel me? Doing him. But he actually hit me back and was like, man, let's work. You feel me? And then shit. Rest is history from there. Was um this before your um placement with uh, NFL receiver from the Buffalo Bills, Stevie Johnson? That's your cousin, by the way, isn't it? That's actually after. Oh wow! All, all the grad, oh, no, the the all the Griselda. That's all G five G I stuff. Ours with the uh, with Stevie Johnson. That's during the. Um, not sure if you remember the uh, NFL had a lockout. Yeah, I remember that. Years back. Yeah, well, like we wasn't. That came about because like shit. He was stuck in Buffalo, and for the summer during the NFL lockout he didn't know if he was going to have a job 
still whatever. We ain't know how long the lockout was gonna go for or some shit. We just did a mixtape in my mom's attic or whatever. You feel me? Like we had mad free time. So like we just did a project and like uh I wish I would have sold it for like a dollar. You feel me? Because I would I would be like probably super, super rich now. And I, you probably wouldn't be no camouflage month, to tell you the truth, not gonna lie. Oh, really? But like I ended up putting it, I ended up putting it on, I ended up putting it online. We dropped it with like Hot New Hip Hop and DJ Rockstar. And um, it did like 80,000 downloads the first day. You feel me? Like just like within like the first couple hours. And that was my first. That was my first opening to like internet internet marketing, pretty much. You feel me? For which why you why you see the vinyl releases and the prices and everything now. Like that back then was my first introduction, pretty much to that. You feel me? So so, but like that that was an experience to be able to like take something from nothing and then like give it to the world, and they actually react to it like not in a way where you got to tag a million people in it you just drop a link and it's a domino effect like it's amazing and it's crazy like what the retail like what the people resell it for on ebay too like i wonder what that feeling's like for me to like really like people give you the appreciation for your art when it's going for like 250 dollars for something you guys just made for me it's not really crazy because like I understand it, because like I, I I pretty much like I might I pretty much flip sneakers to get through college pretty much, so like I know I know what it could be for you feel me a Jordan dropping on on this day and then after it drops the the resale price you feel me is skyrocketed you feel me like I've been there done that. You feel me? And for, for my music, I just keep the same model. You feel me? It ain't about the retail price. It's all about the resale price. You got to understand that. Like, it ain't just music no more. It's like art. You feel me? Like, like, like we, like, I don't know about other artists, but like, with a lot of my covers, like, I really take the time to really put art into my covers. You feel me? Like, when I just, like, this last Real Nigga project I just dropped with, uh, with Rick James on the cover, like, I, I had to go out and know reach out to rick james you feel me daughter and just ask her you know get permission to even use that picture so like you feel me so for people to be able to take something uh the art that i put into my artwork for my joints and put them joints on display or just resell them for hundreds of more dollars you know than what it was you know retail you know like it's it's great it's amazing but i like at the same time like i totally understand it because it's art you know i get it I was going to say, yeah, I love the track uh, with B.A. Bad and Moth, uh, Dirty Revolver. That's fire. Word, word. Yeah, that video coming soon. Me and bro about to definitely do that video. I was going to say, I know a bit of... He just got off of uh, probation and shit, so he can move around. So we're going to do something real good with that. Um, I understand, uh, does, I, I know a little bit of Buffalo history, like, from the zombies and things like that. Um, how long have you known B.A. Bad from, like, rapping-wise, too? Because, man, that, his artwork, that's fire right there. Um, well, I, like, I haven't known, i known him personally far as, like, for, like, like, this past, like, I guess, year, I guess. Okay. You know what I mean, like, last year. But, like, I've always known about him from the zombies because Corey in the in the group, uh, Killer Tracks, you feel me? That's my cousin. You feel me? So, like, I always knew of, 
You oh. feel me? The whole group and everybody in, in, in the group of the zombies and what they did for Dipset and all of that. Because, you know, that was my... That was... He, he wasn't like a... He was like a distant cousin for me. You feel me? Like, he was somebody that I always... Like, my family... It was a, a mutual member in our family. Used to always try to get us to link pretty much. You feel me? But, like, he just on the other side of Buffalo, and I'm on the other side of Buffalo. And during them times, you really couldn't go to certain hoods, you feel me, and, and not be known, you feel me, or certain, like, you just couldn't go to certain places, or, you feel me, just openly or whatever, like, you can now or whatever. So, like, I ain't saying that ain't why, you feel me, I ain't go over there or whatever, but, like, if you just understand what I'm saying, like, in them times, you feel me, you just, you just mobbed where you was at pretty much, you feel me, so... I ain't, I ain't really get to link with him as much as I did, you feel me? But we ended up linking in the future pretty much or whatever, you feel me? So I got I got tons of amounts of respect for them boys and what they did and what they got going on and what he about to, you know, apply for the color, his direction for the future. You feel me? It's about to be amazing. So and I'm just happy to be a part, you feel me? I was going to say, uh, your cousin appeared on my show very early on in my podcast career. Who that? Which one? Uh, Who that? Cor- Corey. Uh, Killer tracks, word, word, yeah, yeah, that's the bro, man. I was gonna say, too, um, your history goes back, too, um, I was curious, too, like, who were your inspirational, uh, producers that you were growing up listening to? As far as producers? Yeah. I'm not, like, I was never inspired by nobody as far as producing, you feel me? Like, Wes pretty much just opened my eyes to do it, you feel me? It was just something that I always knew I could do, but, like, I just love rapping pretty much. You feel me? And like my brother pretty much rapping is the reason why I wanted to rap because I always wanted to just show my brother that, you feel me, I can do this shit too. You feel me? So like he was my inspiration for rapping. You feel me? But far as producing, like I I I really like I literally just started producing for Hitler too. Like that's my first beat pretty much ever. You oh, feel wow. me? Like at the full press. Like so twenty fourteen is just like me just transitioning from like okay i'm gonna stop doing this rapping thing and i'm just make beats for my man make sure he just got the hottest shit possible so like that's what i that's what i just hope a lot of people understand so like you feel me when they when they hear my music or when they you feel me when they skim through my music they can't take me to literal because you feel me like i just jumped into this pretty much like a lot of the people that's been producing and been doing this shit they've been doing this shit they damn near their whole life you feel me like i've only had but so much time to just jump in this world and this realm and really just to create you feel me and get my vibe going and get started like ain't no telling what the hell i'll be doing 10 years from now you feel me so like i just hope people can just bear with me and just fucking and just let me fucking you feel me? Don't monetize me too much. Let me be great. You feel me? Don't fucking, don't marginalize me. You feel me? Let me just fucking, you feel me? Like, I, I, I show that I can, I can hang. You feel me? Just let me fucking vibe. Just let me feel, feel my way and filter out and shit and just get things, you feel me, in, in order the way I need them. Because you, know? you can't rush out. You definitely can't rush out. Facts. Um, Facts. Definitely don't want to rush it, man. I don't want to rush life. Can't rush life, man. I don't want to... The art, the art, the art can't come without the life, you feel me? So if, I, if I'm if i not living, if I'm not living right, man, I can't create right. You feel me? So that's first and foremost. 
Um, do you still master your beats in a in your Pontiac G6, sir? Um, I actually don't no more. I actually don't have that car no more. Actually, which kind of sucks because I'm I really would love to. I'm going to buy another one. Like I'm definitely going to buy like a Pontiac G6 just to have just to master beats and pretty much. But like we got all these fancy fucking studios now and all of this fucking cool shit that I can finally afford and shit now. I guess so. You feel me? So like I spend my time in that now. You feel me? And like it's it's. And it's at some points where, like, I have somebody mastering for me where I can just sit back and orchestrate, you feel me, which is kind of what I really like doing now, you feel me? I, I like I like being able to tell somebody to be like, okay, do this, do this, do this, and then I can sit back and orchestrate it, and then I can analyze it at the end. That's something that I'm, like, kind of gearing towards, too, fires like a executive produ- producing type situation as well. Yeah, because it's all about expanding your. It's all about expanding your creativity too. Because like it's like what you said, you never know what you may be doing ten years from now. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you're. Yes. Oh yeah, go ahead, sir. No, go ahead. Um, your inspirational uh, story about making those beats on Hall and Nash at the top of Stone Mountain and uh, three a.m. in your apartment complex. That's a real inspirational story too, because like. I was curious, like, how much time did it take for you to perfect a beat? Like, what was the longest you ever took to make a beat? Like, it could have been, like, a day or two weeks. I really make my beats, like, (laughs) like, like, they vary. Because, like, I got beats that, like, like, I'll create and it'll be, like, I'll create, like, a 10-second loop of the beat or whatever, and then I'll save it, and then I'll move on to something else. You feel me? Just because, like, my mind is just moving and thinking so much, and just, like, so much creativity is is moving through my mind. You feel me? Like, I just got to keep creating. Like, I just can't stop sometimes. Like, when I get in a certain mode... I'll I, I be like, okay, I got this down, I'm going to come back to it. And then sometimes I'll come back to that beat till six, seven months later, and I just randomly be like, oh, I forgot about this, and play it for like somebody like Westside. He'd be like, okay, let me rap off that. And I'd be like, fuck, you feel me? And that's how a lot of some of the shit, you feel me, get created or whatever, too, you feel me? Um, but like, I, I, the whole summer, that whole summer when we was doing Hitler too, man, I, I did it, I did it probably about like, I can't even remember. I'm pretty sure I said this on the interview before. I don't want to mix the numbers up or get it wrong and then people be thinking I'm lying or some dumb shit. But, like, I'm pretty sure I did, like, 50-something beats a day for a whole summer or something like that. Wow. You feel me? Hitler, too. So, like, my catalog, like, a lot, and a lot of the stuff that I want want people to understand, too, too, for me, a lot of the beats that you're hearing, like, you might be hearing beats from, 2015, 2016, you might not even be here in my 2018, 2019, you feel me, production yet type shit, you feel me, just because I'm sitting on so much material, and then I'm just finding shit as I go too, because you feel me, from Hitler 2 and on, like, I remember, like, every summer I was buying myself a new computer, you feel me, so, like, I got, like, three MacBooks just chilling. Oh, wow, just <laughs> Yeah, like, like, I remember, like, three summers, like, I bought uh, up to the MacBook that I got now. Like, I just bought it this summer. Like, I got me another new one. So, like, like for, like, three summers straight, I bought a new MacBook, just upgraded every every summer pretty much. And, um, 
so let's work on each joint. I got external hard drive uh, in in Buffalo somewhere. My bro uptown in uptown at uh, Esco crib at his studio. I got ex- I got a, a, a terabyte uh, shit full of work and all my G five GI work is on that joint. I'm pretty sure. Um, I got I got a terabyte plugged in over here, and I got another 64 gig plugged up on the left side of that. That's and they're all filled up. You feel me? So like, and I just create, bro. I I sit and I listen to music all day, and if I like it, I work with it. You feel me? Like some of it just makes my headphones. Some of it goes around the world. You feel me? And I'm happy of it. You feel me? So that was crazy. Um, how much MacBooks and terabytes you have filled up beats? Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that they're fully, fully like full. But oh like, yeah, no, I yeah, have yeah. So many folders, man. Like. Like I'm so I'm so freaking like I'm so consumed in it. Like I got folders within folders of shit. You feel I me? Mean? So it's like, and my sample collection is fucking ruthless because like, like I, I literally went through every record I pretty much own and tried to sample something from it. You feel I me? Mean? So like, oh, it's wow. fucking crazy. <laughs> you feel I me? Mean? It's fucking crazy. Like I just got wild with it, man. Like I just be hearing shit. I be high sometimes, I hear shit, and it fucking sound good, and I take it, and then I hear it the next day, and then it sounds bad, and then I'm sitting on it type shit, so that happens sometimes, too, you feel me, so, like, I be fucking ailing sometimes, but, like, a more, lot of the time, more so, like, I got a lot of fucking cool shit, and I'm just sitting on mountains of cool shit, and I do that purposely because I know that, like, I get these moments where I'm, like, in buff chilling, or... I know I'll be on a plane at some point going somewhere here, so I got samples just to listen to and create while I'm on a plane for doing this. Or if I'm in some type of hotel stuck in, like, over here, Vegas or some dumb shit, fucking, I know I got samples galore where I can can create, you feel me? So, like, I'm always ready, you feel me, no matter what, you feel me, so. Um, You got a big vinyl collection? Huge, man. Fucking huge collection, man. My uncle, my dad, my uncle, pretty much just left it all to me, man. And this fucking me and my kids just sit here and I just let them, I just let them pick shit, like man, just pick what you like, whatever cover you like that looks cool, and we just play it. And I just try to find something in it and shit. Uh, very good to like, try to sample each something from each record too, and plus you never know what you may find. Everyone, everyone, you never know. You never know what you may find. Um, never know. I was curious that if you so you go so do you do a lot of digging as well when you get the chance? I do. I try not to as much anymore because the collection that I do got, I try to dig through that as much as possible. You feel me? Before I just go and try to fucking restock and make more craziness or whatever so i kind of been chilling on digging a lot but like i find myself when i go to la and i get with like my bro vhs or something like man we're gonna have to fucking go to uh, we're gonna have to go to fucking uh the the vinyl joint and fucking just go and just see what's available you feel me because i be around people who knowledge base with vinyls is just fucking ruthless you feel me so like they know they can spot a fucking a gold vinyl, a gold piece, you feel me, amazing piece, a mile away type shit, you feel me, so like, I don't hesitate to take advantage of the moments as well, too, so, 
know, but like I've been trying to chill. I I, I chill a lot, just on the digging thing, pretty much. You know. Um, is that VHS? Is that the producer that 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 did the joint EP of Adonis Victoria? Definitely, that's my bro. I'm gonna say shout to VHS. <laughs> you're a good dude. He's a real good dude, man. He showed me the whole LA, man. My first time in LA. He showed me literally. We hopped on the train and everything. Like we didn't even get the car yet or nothing. We was on the train. <laughs> That's cheaper. Just, he everything. He had me in all the dope spots. He had me in the hoods. He had me with the bottles and all. And he, he put me around some real good, solid people. So that's a real good dude. Man. Shout out to VHS. I was gonna say shout out to Adonis too. Good people. Um, shout out to Adonis too, man. Real, real good people. Oh yeah, five spitter. You said um. You met the God the Heme through Westside Gun when y'all were getting your hair cut, but y'all didn't know he rapped before, though. Can you remember the first song that you ever heard from the God for Heme? That's crazy how his growth is now. I mean, I didn't know he rapped. West knew he rapped. I guess like, he was in, like, a, a group or something. I forget. I always forget the name of that group or whatever. He, I think he was in, like, a rap group or something, or he rapped with some homies or whatever, and they had, like, a name or something, I don't know, whatever, but, like, he was a barber, he was working as an apprentice at the barber shop that Wes was getting his haircut at, or whatever, and, you feel me, I guess, he, you know, he, he told Wes he had some beats and shit, he played them shits off his phone, or whatever, and them shits was fired, you know so, um. I guess he had some other joints over to Wes, and then shit, it was on from there. You know me, and then like, and then I remember me and Fahim, Matt Derringer crib chilling. I was just playing mad beats, and then it was just like shit. I, I remember hearing fucking Fahim first project. Um, I forget the name of it. One of the first projects he put out, but um, I remember hearing that joint, and we was in Derringer crib. I was playing beats for everybody. And everything that pretty much Westside was turning down, shit, I was giving the Fahim. You feel me? Like, I was like, shit, nigga, you take this shit. Like, I ain't going to wrap <laughs> up. This. Like, so shit, nigga, you take these joints. Like, he don't want these joints. He got these joints. And shit, you take these shits. You feel me? Shit. See what you could do. Like, I ain't know what, I ain't know he was going to do Black Pearl and all that other shit. Like, those are just beats that West turned down a lot. You feel me? I didn't know all of this shit was going to come about like that. And then, like, Black Pearl was something that, like, okay, like, I wanted to do, like, I made sure I, I didn't put no promo with that shit because that was something that I just wanted to, like, that was, like, a project for me to just, you feel me, to just be like, yo, show my dad that, like, yo, like, I'm still here, I'm still working, you feel me? Like, that's pretty much what that was, you feel me? It never meant to afford to fucking do 50000 SoundCloud and none of that crazy shit. Like, <laughs> I just, so I just meant to just give it out there just for me, for my energy, and you know, it just happened to be something dope. Like shit, you feel me? Like I just feel like we just jumped in at an era that just needed us, man. That just needed us and needed our needed that vein of music, bro. Like that's all I just feel. You feel me? Like we we filled that void that was needed right there. I was just going to you know. say, too, because, like, that void, everyone kept saying, like, Barry's is back, but as you look at Buffalo, it's just like, wow, Buffalo has so much crazy creativity. It's nuts how much comes out. Now that this... So, oh, go ahead. It's so, like, it's so much more that's going to come out, out of this. 
you know, because of this. So, I mean, there's so much more that Buffalo has to offer, so much more that just creativity is so much more that's, that's going to be created there because of this, because it is spark, you feel me? So, you feel me? I'm just excited to see what's going to happen. You feel me? What's going to come about. Um, you and the God Fahim have like amazing chemistry, like on Black Pearl Two and Iron Monkey. Do you have a particular favorite collaboration that's out for the people can hear? That you that's your opinion, your favorite collaboration with you two? My favorite is Black Pearl Two. Oh okay, was that mine too? That's fire. <laughs> yeah, that's like my favorite joint. Like everything about that project was just like. It was like, okay, I created this, you take this, and then you send back that. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> you feel me? So it was like, man, like the energy was there. You feel me? And I was like in L.A. creating that. I created that shit in L.A. Yeah, I created that project in L.A. So you feel me? The energy and the vibe I was in, I was smoking like some of the best weed at that time, too. So you feel me? Like I was fucking there. Like that energy was, was everything for that project. Some of the most fire beats is like 84 Black Regal and Ancients. Those are my joints right there. Word, word, word. My joint was Fortnite, man. I was fucking Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you, too. That a Fortnite joint's fire as well. <laughs> you play that dumbass game a lot. I hate that shit. <laughs> uh, speaking of games, too, uh, you like GTA, sir? Man, that's my fucking shit, man. That's my fucking <laughs> game, like... I can't wait till my beats is being played in that shit. Oh, like, GTA 6 coming out. So, yeah, keep that into existence, Camouflage Monk. Yeah, man, hopefully you hear Mark on that shit, man. So, I mean, that'd be fucking pretty cool. Um, You yeah. said your best chemistry is with Mark Homme. Do, do you still think that today, sir? Definitely. Okay. Definitely like that. Because cause Mark, like, Mark is like, like, Mark going fucking stretch the bar he gonna stretch the realm he gonna take it to another chamber you feel what I mean like he gonna open up he gonna open up the record like he gonna like it's just Grammy talk man when, it, when I speak my that's, that's just how I feel okay. I just feel like it deserves a Grammy that's all um so I was curious too for the I meant to say this as well during the Grand Theft Auto too uh, are you big on the online too Oh yeah, I definitely um I play a lot of unreleased music through like the uh, party chat on a only do PlayStation now for Xbox. Oh no way. Through, through the through the party chat, uh, I play a lot of unreleased music through it. But I just um I'm I'm just uploading the, the the Twitch and everything. I'm about to get that started. So oh yeah, you need to get in on that Twitch. Up. Yeah, I'm about to get in and all of that and get to get all of that shit. You feel me, like. Get all the direction, pretty much, for that shit all sold up, you feel me? So, I can start, you feel me, cultivating off of that a lot. Because, like, I'm on there with, I'm locked in with, like, I got, like, 15 homies on there that we just mob with already. So, like, it's time to that energy. Um, and I like how you said too, you play a lot of unreleased music through um, the Grand Theft Auto Party Chat. So, you never know what rock star might pick up. Exactly. They're like, yo, that's kind of fire right here. We need a radio station of this guy in GTA 6. Right, that'd be super, that'd be super dope, man. If I could cultivate a radio station in GTA 6. I feel like as if, though, like, 
It doesn't even naturally have to be me, but I just feel as though, you feel me, the energy fires for music and video games is going to be real big within the next couple of years. You feel me? Like, I feel like, man, I feel like artists should be dropping records just for video game music. You feel me? Like, exclusive type shit just for that. You feel me? And I feel as though that fires, like, with GTA, like, it's so much, it's so crazy. They can expand that radio they can expand that radio station like daily, you feel me, or like weekly where it updates, you feel me, and just expands more and more with more and more music instead of just the small amount that it has now. Like it could keep going. Like a real radio station. Like I feel like that could be like the one of the you feel me, like serious XM radio. You feel me? Like that's a that's an amazing platform. Like I'm I'm I hope they realize how powerful that just that platform alone is just as far as with the radio like I hope they take more advantage of that soon and GTA is known to put like a lot of um, rappers who are not well known and actually put them on a huge platform like that too like that joint of that guy of Nipsey oh my god I forget that dude's name but that joint of Nipsey on there Whew. yeah right 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 yeah um, they got some fair joints on that joint on GTA I want to see him stretch the envelope, though, because my bro uh, on GTA uh, 4, my bro uh, Quadir Latif was on. He had, the, he had one of the main records on that joint. Um, one deep, they had DJ Green Lantern as the DJ on that shit. And, um, and uh, the Alchemist, I like, because you were saying earlier how the, how the, how they can update it daily or weekly, too. Um, they actually added the lab where, for, oh, no, ho- I was hosted by Alchemist and, oh, no, do a GTA update, and um, it's a whole new radio station, too, so you just never know. Oh, wow, that's crazy. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's actually, um, if, you, if you're on GTA, if you just look through the radio station, they have a new radio station called The Lab. It came out um came out a while ago, actually, but it's hosted by The Alchemist and Oh No. Oh, worry. I ain't never heard The Alchemist when I drunk. That's dope. That's crazy. I was gonna say, yeah, you just all yeah, it was fire too. And that's how I like how they I think they're starting to understand like the potential of like what music and video games mean. Right. I'm usually talking through party chat a lot though too, so like I I'm not really listening to the radio as much. Okay. On GTA too. Well yeah, if you got fifteen of your boys on there, I don't blame you for being in the party chat. Right. Or I'm playing my shit through the background. <laughs> <laughs> um so. Do you keep like any like limited releases that you that you put out just to like look back on that that saying like wow I have like singles with like sauce ice or like you know records with like or even like the Mad Guru one. As far as exactly what you mean though, like do I like for each physical release that you put out, do you keep one for yourself? Oh, I have. I got a whole bunch of everything. Like, yeah, I got. I got a, I got a gang of all my work. You feel me? Like I, I need to freaking display my shit and make walls out of it. I could, but I just haven't had the time to fucking really like get that shit together and get it right or whatever. But um, yeah, man, I got all my work, man. I make sure I got all my work. I keep a lot of it's all at my mom's house. You feel me? In her basement, all my shit. I got boxes of it. I'm gonna say because some of the project that you've been featured on to go for like eight hundred and fifty dollars Canadian too. That's crazy. Yeah, that is pretty cool, man, to be able to, to see that. 
That's pretty dope. And that's art. That's what a lot of people don't understand. Because, like, well, why is it so expensive, too? It's like, well, because you don't understand the meaning behind art. Like, this is like... I say it's like a a once-in-a-lifetime experience, if that makes sense. Right, right. It's it's dope, man. I mean, it still hasn't hit me yet as far as, like... I need to go overseas, you feel me, and officially, you know, feel the real energy. You feel me? Feel the real support. You feel me? And then compare that to what I get from here in the States. And then use that. You feel me? Until that happens, you feel me? Like, I feel like this shit is just, like, it's cool. You know? Um, have you cool. have you got a lot of product shipped overseas? Yeah, man. So many fucking products shipped overseas, man. I got some, I got a bunch of shit on back order that I got to ship overseas. That's actually coming soon. So, guys, don't go crazy. Like, I know it's been, (laughs) I know you've been waiting. I know you've been waiting for some time and shit. You feel me? But, like, some legal shit happened and some other shit. I almost got sued for some samples and shit. You feel me? So, I had to, like, take care of some shit or whatever, too, on that. But, like, you feel me? All that shit's getting straightened out. What is straightened out and fucking, you feel me? I'm I'm finally sitting on some of the vinyls that I gotta ship out and get them shits going and shit and like, you feel me? Fucking, uh, they'll be out soon and shit. Like I don't want them shits. Like so, so I'm not. I don't want to keep y'all vinyls and shit. I want y'all to have them shit. So y'all gonna have them soon. Don't worry. Um, what's the feeling like uh, Rick James was like the biggest person coming out of New York now the spotlights really shine on Buffalo now it was dope like for the longest I didn't even know Rick James was from Buffalo oh really you know I mean? yeah like he never really like like uh, I know it, or his early time like he spent a lot of time in Buffalo that was probably before I was born and shit you feel me or whatever but like by the time I cared, you know, to even know about Rick, like, it wasn't like, he was so L.A., it wasn't like he was Buffalo Buffalo, but like, he did, like, his band did shit, more shit in Buffalo than he did, or whatever, but like, it was something that I always, like, it was like, okay, I know, like, okay, Buffalo, we got this, you know? When this come on, I know this is Buffalo. Like, I can't change this. I got to play this. You feel me? Like, this is Buffalo. You feel me? And then, like, Rick Rick had it. He had an energy that just, like, it was amazing to me. Like, it was something that I, man, you feel me? I wanted to learn about. I was curious about. You feel me? So, like, listening to his music and listening to his records, like, he really just opened my eyes to a lot of dope shit. Uh, Rick Hyde, the one who released plates, right? Pardon me? Rick Hyde, the one who released plates? Yeah. Uh, shout out to Rick Hyde. I played Fire to Molly Low. That's my joint right there. Shout out to Shay, too. That's a fire joint. Right, right. Um, so, you actually... Would you say that you got to witness, like, the birth of, like, this whole upstate? Because, like, you, you obviously lived in Buffalo, but, like... You were well aware of 38 Special, Ito, were from way back then, I'm guessing. Um, I I know, I've known 38 Special, not like personally, but I've known of him. Yeah, like music-wise. Yeah, music-wise, I've known of him for a minute, you feel me? Just from him doing shit with like DJ Green Lantern and shit. Like, I've I, I seen him on a lot of DVDs. 
Yeah. I used to watch that DVD era around that come up DVD era and shit. All that shit. He was on a lot of DVDs rapping. And shit. Me, he was somebody else like, yo, this motherfucker spit. He, he went from the bottom of the DJ Green Lantern tapes, too. I remember that. Now he's got a crazy movement. Definitely, definitely. Um, so I won't take up much of your um, time camouflage, Monk. I probably got two more questions for you, then I'll let you go. Um, so what's the feeling like knowing that you have worked with, like, Sean Price in your discography? alone for me was like like an experience I knew what was up like I knew what was up like I I know you feel me the vision like I I knew it before anything you feel me so like being around West like it was like it was like the ultimate cause it was like shit this is this is it like this is fucking you feel me like I, it's kinda crazy everybody noticing Everybody just feeling the energy for what I was feeling back in 2012, 2013, when we was first starting this shit. Like, all this shit is normal. You feel me? All this shit that he going through and doing now, all this shit that's happening is normal. Like, it was, it been happening, but it was behind closed doors. Nobody was really seeing it, noticing it, that shit. It been around this shit. You feel me? That energy was always there. You feel me? It's just the world is finally on the outside looking and seeing it now. Me, so it's dope. It's cool. I understand Griselda wasn't uh, thin until Shady stepped in. Right. That 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 pretty much just next level did. But like Griselda was gonna be big with or without Shady. Oh yeah, that's a fact that's right there. Because they already had the movement behind it. Cause I yeah, that's a fact. Right. That's a fact. Yeah, um. Definitely. Yeah, because, like, Recipe's Combat Jack. He's the one who uh, put me on to uh, West Side Gun and Conway. Now now look at them. They got Sons of Eminem now. Right, so. Uh, um, from, for you being uh, very, very creative and you're on a bright career in your path, too, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day for doing this interview, Camouflage Monk. Um... This is a question that I ask all of my guests at the end of each episode. The reason I act, the reason I ask this question is because each individual is different, and no one can ever answer this question the same. So, with that being said, do you have any words for somebody in a dark place trying to see the light? Hold on, say that again. Do you have any words for somebody in a dark place trying to see the light? Somebody in a dark place trying to see the light. Yes, sir. Check it, man. God brings you down just so he can build you up. Okay. And I'm going to leave it at that. That's a good answer, too, because, like, you got to come down before you come up. It's facts, man. God going to do that to you. Um, well, with that being... It's humblest way possible. <laughs> And plus, too, you just, sometimes you got to go through the worst shit before you come up, too, and, because it's all about finding your calling in life. And another thing, too, man, you got to just think, like, just think, just think of how old you are right now, or whatever, 
You feel me? And just think of the amounts of shit you've been through. And you made it. Like, you're still here. Like, you're still striving. Like, just remember that time we was thinking about, like, oh, what the fuck did I just do? How am I going to get through this? And now it's five, six years later. You feel me? And you made it through. You got through that. You feel me? So, you feel me? So, you get through that, you get through anything, man. I hope the people listening too actually take that into consideration and look up the camouflage monk. Yeah, man, I hope so. Just, I, I, I can't tell you where I'm going. I can only tell you where I've been. That's it. And, um, is there anything that you'd like to plug in before I let you go, sir? Um, salute to uh, my art dealer family. We got a lot of dope shit coming. You feel me? Salute to everybody that's just doing music in general. Salute to everybody that's just living in in general, that's just living life for them. You feel me? Salute to everybody that wake up every day happy, smiling. Salute to my family, salute to the kids. And that's it, man. Like, we just gonna keep moving, man. Salute to Buffalo. You mm. feel me? The world is ours. You feel me? That's facts. That's a fact right there. Buffalo on the rise right there. I've been saying that for, for a couple months now. So, so on everything. Um, that being said, it's another classic interview from the desk below featuring my guy, Camouflage Monk. No doubt. Appreciate it, bro. Thank you for having me, man. Salute. Salute, my guy.